Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast designed to be a resource to pastors and men's ministry leaders as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. Why do we do this? We do it because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically based man of God. This podcast is sponsored by Men's Ministry Catalyst, ministry in its 42nd year, designed to help church leadership as they build engaging ministries with their men. Hi, everyone. My name is Wendell Morton. I'm the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. Great to have you today. You are the reason we exist. I want to introduce you my co-host, the, the voice you're familiar with, Dale Udy. Dale, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Wendell. It's good to be back, and I'm glad we've got our guests back for a second podcast today. Yes. Dr. Dedrick Sims currently serves as a Chief uh, Executive Officer of the Sims Fayola Foundation, which started in 2014. They are committed to improve the life uh, outcomes of young men and boys of color and the capacity of youth professionals who partner with them. Dr. Sims is an educator, having started in the classroom as well as starting three different schools in three different states. He's a civic leader, being appointed on several gubernatorial committees over the years. No matter what you find him doing, he has a tremendous passion for mentoring young men. We recognize the challenges of young men face, especially boys of color. His foundation developed a strategy to change their trajectory, address barriers inhibiting their success, therefore filling a need in the urban communities, and it began right here in Metro Denver. Dedrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to continue this conversation. I look forward to the, I look forward to the conversation as well. You know, Dedrick, we're going to jump right in. Last time you were with us, we talked about mentoring and the value and the role that it is. But you know what? I think that many of the guys that are listening to our podcast may have at least an idea, concept of what mentoring looks like for them. But at your level, it's a little bit different. Take us into your world and talk about mentoring from your perspective. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dale. I appreciate that. You know, mentoring is a pretty familiar word or concept, I think, uh, in, in all of our kind of minds. We've had some sort of mentorship in our lives, whether it's what we call yep. natural, what is called natural mentorships, which could be somebody in your family, uh, a coach who just became someone who you start to confide in. And then you have formal mentoring programs like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Boys and Girls Clubs, you know, the work that we do mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, but but at our level, with our mission of improving the life outcomes of young men and boys of color, our mentoring doesn't just focus on career mentoring or trying to get someone to understand what is what you got to do to become a police officer or what do you have to do to become you know an, an attorney. Um, because of the lived experiences of people of color in, in this you know in in our country, especially young men and boys of color, we have to be able to take into consideration some of the other noise that's in their lives. Mm. Uh, our young men do not, come into our, do not come into our programs or walk into schools with just our assignments in their backpacks and just those mm. Mm. They're bringing with them societal ills, I-L-L-S. They're bringing mm. those ills with them into our programs. And before we can engage in the, 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 the formal or the understood part of mentoring, which is, you know, someone giving someone as advice, whether they're older or not, 
to guide them. Like that's probably the basic definition. We have to be able to understand the noise that comes with them and the inputs into their lives that prevent, that prevent us from doing mentoring. Right. It's really tough to tell someone, Hey, you know, it's really good for you to go to school, get an education and go out and get a job and go to college. When there are so many barriers that are present from, from them just doing just that, right? Yeah. Going yeah. to school, you have the school to prison pipeline that kicks you out of school, you know, going to college, you have, you know, college standardized ACT, SAT exams that are not necessarily culturally relevant that keeps you, that can prevent you from being into college. Going into the workforce, you have laws that we got to pass, like the Crown Act that prevent corporations from discriminating against women of color because of the texture of their hair. I mean, th- th- those kind of things. So when, when we buy into this idea of what I call American seasoning, like this is what a man should look like. If, if, if our young men work so hard through what we talked to them about with mentoring, they work so hard to go to school, to go to college, to get those things. And they still find themselves not able to access those things because of discriminatory barriers. Our mentoring would be remiss if we didn't have those conversations about how, about how to navigate those things. And so from our, from our perspective, our mentoring not only includes group mentoring and feel good mentoring and emotional mm-hmm. mentoring and those things, but we also have to tell the truth. Again, so much so much of what we think about the mentoring role is really that of passing on knowledge, right? Yeah. And and we're delivering that. And and again, what I'm hearing from you is that you know anybody can get knowledge to these young boys, maybe, but the wisdom of how to navigate once they have something and they know something. And then to get around some of the barriers that society is already or systemically has put in front of them, that's that's the big challenge there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time and energy having these conversations with the young men. And, you know, the things that we pass along are valuable things, but it's sort of like a filter, right? I mean, you got to be able to get through all of the noise that are in their, that's in their lives. And for your message to, you know, to, to, to come clear, right, you, you got to be able to to provide information and points to them that that's meaningful to them beyond the school bell or beyond the programmatic time frame, right? They got to be able to walk out of your, they got to be able to walk out of your program, walk out of your doors, walk out of your church and be able to see possibilities and not run into the same barriers and look at them in the exact same way. So that's, that's the perspective that we take from mentoring. Dedrick, we've talked about mentoring, um, from a variety of levels today, mentoring, you know, as we talked about, is not typical mentoring. It's a different kind of mentoring because of the situation in which we're trying to become an effective mentor. Talk to us about maybe a success story or a story of, of, of how you guys uh, help me. If I were to become a mentor in your program, what, what would that look like and, and what would you need from me? And what are some of the gifts that are necessary? Yeah, you know, we've had a number of mentors who have mentored kids before in different different kinds of programs. And I mentioned the different kinds of mentoring programs, formal, informal, and natural mm-hmm. mentors. And we've had people who have volunteered and became mentors and say like the Boys and Girls Club or other very similar clubs. And they try to bring that same, uh, I think, ment- mentoring pedagogy, teaching style yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. into uh, our boys. And, is, and and they find that they feel like, even though they may have been mentoring five or 10 years, that they feel like this is the first that they've ever mentored. And mm. and one of the reasons that's, that is true is because, as I mentioned earlier, that to be impactful with the young men that we serve, you have to consider culture. 
You have to consider their lived and walked experience. And so we don't take that for granted. And no. then because we are super dedicated to this mission and that we understand uh, how bad mentoring could be worse than no mentoring at all, we actually provide wow. supports. And so if you were a mentor coming into our program, you would you would uh, have an interview with me. You would spend two hours with us ha- having conversations about our, our population and the young men that we serve and some of the challenges and also some of the strengths that they have as well. Yeah, yeah. And that we would work with you to figure out how, to, how do you incorporate those strengths into, into conversations. And then you will go through about six hours of training with us through, through two hour modules. Uh, and then you would be matched with the young men. You would meet their parents. Uh, you would have a conversation with their parents. Their parents would agree that this is a good match for, uh, for them. And the boys well, parents or guardians or someone who's involved in their lives, right? It could yep, be a coach. Yep, yep. It could be a coach. And that we would pr- provide you a year's worth of support, uh, month bi-monthly meetings, not bi-monthly meetings, but but meetings every semi-monthly, every every yes, two, yes. every two weeks or twice a month, to where we have a conversation with you about the conversation you have with your mentors. We provide supports for you for anything your mentor may have thrown at you that you feel ill-equipped to yes. be able to discuss or support. And we do this for an entire year because the because your relationship with that mentor is I mean, with that mentee is is for a year, and so with getting those supports from us and us helping you walk through what that mentor experience looks like, typically around the third or fourth month, the mentor themselves start to get their own legs kind of under them. The relationship between the mentor and the mentee have kind of solidified a little bit more. Conversations are a little bit more natural, um, and then we continue to, pro- to to provide those supports. But what we have seen, to your point. Wendell, is that those who have been super successful with us have had the gift of teaching. Mm. They they understand how to take information, a thought or a concept that they're trying to get to the young man, pair it with cultural consideration and and be able to get a message across to the young man, no matter what generation they come from. They can be a baby boomer. They can be a millennial. They can be generation X, Y. It doesn't matter, right? Because when you tie your message to a truth in their lives, then it becomes more relevant. You become more relevant. You you know, yep. the hierarchical yep. relationships between mentor and mentee dissipate. And it's just yep. be and it's just about this is this is someone who's here to help me and support me and to help me walk through this life. And those have been the most impactful ones. And we have thousands of stories. Mm. Uh, I think about Joshua, uh, who was a mentor in our program, and he came to us uh, from mentoring actually in church. Um, and, you know, he came in and he, you know, he was fairly successful in the church and thought that he could bring the same style into, into ours. And a lot of it worked, but that was very, but he, he ran across boys who he just couldn't get past this barrier. Um, and he was a black guy. He was a black guy mm-hmm. mentoring, mentoring a black kid. And a lot of people think that just because you are a person of color that you right, right, right. And that is the furthest thing from the truth because there's something called classism, right? Yeah. Uh, and so we had to help him think through and understand and sh- what we call storm and norm within himself about the about the implications of of, of, of of color, even though he may not have experienced it in overt ways like like uh-huh. his mentee was. Yeah. And so by the time we finished supporting him, he was able to be not only ultimately impactful with that one kid, but subsequent matches were were a lot easier for him. And he, you know, he himself felt a lot more successful in being able to impact somebody's life. So mm. we were very intentional about it. We don't just turn you loose and say, go pick him up and take him to the park because we understand the implications of bad mentoring. Yep, absolutely. This is a phenomenal discussion. 
And I, I pray that somebody listening will, will step into this, not just be aware, which is where it starts, but actually take on the yoke and say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to help make a difference in some young man's life and, uh, and step into that. If someone's trying to get a hold of you, what's your website? And I'll put it in the, in the show notes, make sure we've got it. Sure. Everybody has it. What's a good way to get, connect? Yeah. So again, the, the uh, organization is called the Sims Fayola Foundation. Sims is obviously my family's name. Fayola is a Nigerian word that means good fortune walks with honor. Um, awesome. We put that in the name of our, our organization because, you know, we tell our young men that if, as long as you're honorable, good things happen to you. Um, right. And so that's like our, our website is www.simsfayola. That's F as in Frank, A-Y-O-L-A.com. Uh, you can find us there. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're always looking for mentors. Um, we're always looking for people to pour back into these young men's lives. Awesome. That's great. Derek, I thank God for you, the work you're doing and uh, the lives you're changing. And that we've talked about for generations yet to be born. So I, uh, out of your pain, and I, I'm sorry for your pain, but out of your pain has come not just a blessing, but you are a blessing and you've blessed my life and our relationship. And uh, I want to thank God for you and for who you are and for what you're doing. And I just pray God will continue to grant you favor and give you uh, success as we defined it today and the last session, wherever you go, as you did, you mentioned Joshua. I thought of Joshua, the Bible, he's got a cross over and take that land. And uh, that's what you're doing. So I, I just pray that God will continue to bless you with that. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. I really appreciate you, Wendell and Dell, for providing this platform for these kind of messages to get out to, to uh, kind of till the soil a bit. Amen. Amen. Just a reminder, our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so either on our website or wherever you consume your podcast. Thank you again for joining us. You are the reason we exist. We do all of this for pastors and leaders of men. Because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God.